Hello, hello, hello. Here we go again. Two old guys on the back porch. I am Steve Scotch. And my main squeeze is Cat. That's C-A-T, pulling all the strings. Cat, take it away. Hey, how y'all doing? Weekly Panel Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and all your premier podcast platforms. Uh, we also can be found on Facebook and Instagram. And two shout-outs this week is one is Lake Worth, Florida. The city is given the body of water alongside the eastern coast of Lake Worth Lagoon. It is also named after General William J. Worth, who was in the U.S. Army as part of the Second Seminole War. Our second shout-out is Halifax, Nova Scotia, Canada. Halifax is an ocean, Atlantic Ocean port in eastern Canada province, part of Nova Scotia. It's also a major bet business center in maritime history and our last shout out if you have little kids and you need to take them someplace great here in the rva area lloyd family farms has their pumpkin patch open for pumpkin picking hay rides corn pit corn maze and straw castle Yeehaw! and if you're lucky enough you might get a greeting from miss <clears throat> gail lloyd herself check them out up there in Vontae, giving you all the big round of applause Of course, by now you should know that this podcast is fueled by alcohol. Today I'm sipping bullet bourbon on the rocks. And as you should know by now, bullet bourbon and Maker's Mark are the only two bourbons that really matter. Kat, what you sipping? I made me a new gin drink last night. I'm calling it the... You created it your own drink? Yes, I did. Pink Lady Appletini. It's wow. got gin and some Virginia Applejack and grenadine and a little sweetener and some apple cider. Wow. Two old guys on the back porch have our own. Are we going to put a patent on that or anything? No, no, oh, I don't think okay. so. It's already made Instagram. Wow. And Pinterest is blowing up. <laughs> All right. Today, before we get started, you know, sometimes we like to do a little update on what's going on. And... If you listen to any of the other future podcasts, you should know by now that we're big fans of NASCAR, country music, and professional sports, not on all three. Now, NASCAR, they're in the middle of the playoffs or the chase or whatever they're calling it this year. And points, uh, it's all about uh, points. Again, <clears throat> this thing is circling the drain, as I said many times. Just, it's got to go away. It's it's going to come to a screeching halt at some point. Whatever cars they're using now, I don't know if they call them Gen, Gen, Gen 6, Gen 7, whatever the car is <clears throat> that they're up to now, these little pieces of junk are falling apart on the track, okay? One of them just went up in flames. I don't know if it was a race, last ball race. Or of fire? Then they had the Texas race. By the time this podcast comes out, uh, this will be a couple weeks in the can, but the Texas race, the tires were blowing out. Okay, They had three liters, and boom, tire blows in the wall, days over. Now, Kyle Busch, Martin Truex, and Kevin Harvick, these three, pretty much the only three left out there that matter, have been very vocal about these cars. 
they're basically calling out NASCAR, their boss, and telling them that the cars are made with parts that suck. <laughs> I don't know if the parts... And this is to promote cars? <laughs> You're purchasing a Toyota or a Ford or a Chevrolet? They, they are, are coming out and saying... the. They've been running them all year. I don't know why they waited to the playoffs to start complaining that these things are just pieces of crap on the track. I mean, these dudes are doing like 180 miles an hour, and tires are blowing out, and parts are falling off the thing. Truex, he went off on them. I think it was after the Texas race. I actually like that guy, Martin Truex. I got a feeling that dude's going to piece out of that thing pretty soon. I think he's had enough of that debacle. Well, didn't Jimmy, Jimmy Johnson went on to... Uh... Indy, Indy, didn't he? Yeah. Kyle Busch, as everybody knows, if you've followed NASCAR and we don't, and you shouldn't, is Kyle Busch is leaving Joe Gibbs <clears throat> to go race for Richard Childress. Okay. And magically, that's right as he loses the M&M's, the Mars Company mm. sponsor off his car. Boom. Kick to, kick to the curb. Kick to the curb, old man. I don't know. Like I said, this thing, whoever wins. The 2022 championship of NASCAR, you've won absolutely nothing. All right, we're going to move on to the big hot topic today. Hot topic. And the question is, where is the customer service at? Can I get some help over here? <laughs> Does anybody know where anything is in this store? I mean, there is no customer service. Am I wrong? I mean, what is going on? And next time you go in a store, just take notice of the people working there. You'll see them. They got maybe like a vest on, got name a little plate. name tag, that, and they have no clue what they're doing. They just started last week. If you ask right. them where, I just started. This is not my department. And actually, they kind of look down. They don't want you to ask them anything. Nope. Let me just put something on a hanger. Hang <laughs> it up over here. There's a, a hardware store out here, Lawn and Gardens lawn and garden store up the road here and i'm not going to name it it's called lowe's and and actually <clears throat> they actually still i think have a name on a nascar i think they still advertise with nascar i don't know but in lowe's like whatever you have in your area menards home depot whatever you know what kind of store i'm talking about they have this little department where you can get nuts bolts screws nails stuff like that now back in my day when you went into that little area, there was always this old dude who could find anything you were looking for. The knowledgeable one. Now you go in there, and there's this little little round circle with a button in the middle. And the little sign says, customer service, push the red button. Red button pushed. So what do you do? You push the button. And then you stand there like an idiot and wait for this dude to show up. And he has no clue, or she has no clue what the hell you're asking for. This store also used to have an old dude in the back that could make you a key. Right. Now there's a machine there where you make your own key. Okay. This is where we're at. Ain't nobody got time for that. The whole store is turned into self-service. Okay. And then you go to check out. Of course, that's, you know, check yourself out. They might have one register open. It, it, it's a disaster. Let, let's take a swing at Macy's. Okay, there's one over here at the mall. 
that's turned into the international Macy's now. English is a second language over there. Now, this is Macy's, which to us regular people like we are, is a little top-notch store. Is it? Is it I not? would consider it, yes. Okay. Most of, the, most of the stuff I still buy from there is pretty quality. When you go in there now, do you feel the mm. same high level no, of quality that they have? because there's a whole section that would be, what would you call, bargain basement that's been shoved over to a fourth of the top level part of the store that just looks like it's ransacked every day. And you talk about not finding anybody to help you. Oh, no, no, no. That, no, that no, thing, no. going in like you want to, what are the sheets? They come in threads or something? Or right, something. thread counts. It, try to ask somebody about that. They, if you can find anybody, and you won't, Macy's, I think they're having a little trouble anyway, supposedly. I don't know, the bankruptcy's well, I coming. think the pandemic was never, you know, they do have a, I've used their Macy's app all the time, and, and it's a pretty good app, and you can right. send stuff to the store if you just want to send it there rather than have it sent to your house. But, I mean... I think, like a lot of retail businesses, I don't think the pandemic was good for them. No. Because I remember the couple of times I did go in there during the pandemic, it was crickets. Yeah. Now, back in my day, they had these, it'd be like in the back corner of the store, like Macy's, Sears, uh, stores like that. They had a complaint department. It was usually a woman sitting there behind a desk. And if you can remember, just imagine having that gig. They have to sit there and take that abuse all day. People coming up bitching and complaining. Uh, the toaster I bought doesn't work. The dress I bought is too short. It, well, the complaint department is history. That that's a, hell, They barely have enough people in the stores now just to keep the doors open, right? All right, that's true. Now, one trend we've seen out here is, as Ken said, the pandemic put, put a, a whopping on these places. It did. They're trying to get back, trying to get going. There was young people coming out and working because – the, the elderly were scared to death oh, yes. of that freaking... And they had a right to be. They had a right to be. Coffins, well, <clears throat> coffins are us. What I see out here now, and this is in our area, it might be different where you are, is the young people have disappeared. There, there was something on the news the other day that said the between 26 and 45, the millennials or something, are all out of money now. They're all broke. Well, why? Because they don't work. Nobody's working. Out here now... No, there was a survey they said the other day, they had it on um, Morning Joe, that some of the millennials are just trying to figure out how little work they can do and still Pay be employed. <laughs> That's right. No, there's no, you know, hey, let me be a go-getter and take right. care of things, you know. Right. Just enough to get by. The one what? in our house did quit his job and did find a better job. And maybe right. that's what some of the some of them are doing. They're knowing their worth. What the point I'm trying to make is there was a there was young people out here working during the coronavirus and after. Right. They were not they're the ones I'm talking about working in these stores who don't give a damn and, uh, and they didn't last a month or two and they were gone anyway. Right. Now what we have out here, grocery store, liquor store, store store, department store, hardware store 
is old people. They're everywhere out here. They're working in all these places because maybe they need the money. Maybe I don't they know. Need the money. And but there is a trend. I see it. And don't tell me you don't see it. Everywhere I go, it's blue hairs are all oh. across the board. And they they're actually nice. Oh, they're yeah. actually trying to help there you. There was one gold guy named Doc out, out there at the Food Lion, and he was in his eighties, and he used to be a veterinarian at some point. So he used to be a doctor. But he was, you know, he was slinging bags there at the food line. Right. Well, speaking of barely having enough people to keep the stores open, have you ever been to a Dollar General oh, or Lord a Dollar mercy. Tree? We don't know if, I don't know if they're that across. That has got to be the bottom of the retail <laughs> they're market. They're across the country. I don't know. But, well, now they're a dollar and a quarter. They went up. Okay. Now, I do go in these stores. I don't know if I mentioned before, but I go in there to get, birthday cards, Christmas cards, because they're 50 cents. You know, I'm not going to Hallmark Hallmark and dropping seven But if seven you really cared bucks. about me, you would sit with me and watch the Hallmark movies and buy the I do, cards. I do, but I, I'm done with their card. Now, it's a piece of cardboard, <laughs> right. and it's $8. Put it's your feelings for me for the Christmas season. Now, don't get me wrong. The, the 50 cent birthday card, does anybody even give cards out anymore? No, I mean, that's, that's, like a, a, dime that's a dime thing. Anyway. thing. They, they look like they cost 50 cents. Right. Okay, it looks like I made them. I could probably make a better one on, on my lap. Or, but, but anyway, if you go into these stores, if you ever have. Now, I do. I go in there and buy toothpaste. It's a dollar. They got candy in there. Don't, don't put it down till you try it. Okay. <laughs> All right. Now, when I go in there, there's nobody working there. There's like one dude. Who's trying to work the register? Right, and it's all blue hairs in there. And me, I'm always. It makes me feel young when I go in there. <laughs> and he's trying to put up stock, right? Because there's always right. boxes of shit coming in there. And he can't put up the new Halloween stuff because Grandma's over there with her, you know, Tylenol she's buying or whatever. But those stores, if you go in there, you can't even walk down the aisle. I mean, it looks like a bomb's going off in them things every time you go in there. And you know, here's another thing we've noticed is around here, these new restaurants keep popping up. And here's the pattern, the trend we see. I'm not going to name any of them, but this first one's called Honey's Chicken. Oh, All right, Lord. so they show up out here. This is an example of what's going on out here. And again, this might be the norm where you live. Where we're at, we're still a little old school. It's going to take over, evidently. So you walk in, Honey's Chicken. I think that's what it's called. And it's not just them. It's another one. There's some other ones out here, too. They're showing up everywhere. Nobody greets you when you walk in. You walk up to this, is it an iPad or a tablet? It's what a tablet. It? And you type in your own order. Now, I understand it. Uh, what is it? Sheets and Wawa which are two, like, gas stations we have out here that are, like, mega state. You know, they've got food and beer. It's all kinds of stuff. And it's, like, a a big store, and they have gas. Now, that's been going on for years. Yeah, there, right? our son loves the sheets. Yeah. And so we go in there, and we type in our order. And then at the end of it, it asked if we want to give a tip. And... And wifey will tell you I'm a very generous tipper You're when we go out to eat. Extremely generous. Even when we get dogged, uh, if, uh, if it's not the waiter or waitress's <laughs> fault, I, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna hook them up. But 
But this thing, they're asking for a tip for what? <laughs> Nobody does anything. You walk into this place, you are the customer service. Right. You do everything. You type in your order. And then they even got the the order wrong once after right. even we even typed it in. I mean, we got two chicken sandwiches, two fries, and two drinks. It was like thirty six bucks. Okay, now it was good. Don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. It was a damn good chicken sandwich. But come on, man, thirty six bucks for two chicken sandwiches. I, I don't know. There's another one. Uh, let's see, that opened up out here called Rusty's Tacos. All right. We go in there, and there's this little rude asshole behind the register. I wonder if he's still there. He was so hot. He was high as a kite. So this little stoner, he's there. He doesn't say, how you doing? How's right. your day? Can right. I take your order? He just kind of stares at you kind of rudely. And so whatever. They take your order. Uh, they're going to call your name out. Steve, your tacos are ready. And you go fix your own drink. Sit down. Wait till they holler your name. Go get your food. Come back. Oh, and then eat. they got the food wrong. I'm got it wrong. As everywhere we go, if you notice a trend, we, everywhere we, we go, it's we wrong. We went on a spot there, like five different places. That's no bullshit. One of, one of, one of our entrees would be wrong. And we don't say nothing. We sit there and eat. They could hand us dog food, and we'll either eat it, not eat it, pay the tab, and go out, and we're not going back in there. So we got like two tacos that had nothing on them, and... You got the nachos, which are wrong. Which are wrong. And it was like 40 bucks, okay? And then you have to clean up after yourself, and there you go. Nobody does anything. And Rusty's Tacos... But which was strange was there was a bar in the middle. Yeah. We're not going to service anything, but hey, if you want a drink, we're all up in it. Right. I don't know. That place ain't going to make it. We're Chipotle all the way anyway. <laughs> Chipotle. So, I, Whatever. I guess this is just the way it's going to be. That's the world's changing. They don't take cash. Nobody wants cash yeah. anymore. Put your card in. If you don't have a card, beat it. I mean, these stores, restaurants, it's all turning into self-service anyway. And then here's a little business trend that I've seen. Just trying to buy something that we need for, our, for where I work at. Or just something I want personal. You click on these websites, and it's all—it's fancy ass website. Right. And then you click down to the bottom, where it used to say contact information. There's no phone numbers on these things anymore. Not all of them, but a lot of them. And soon as I see that there's no phone number, exit. Hit the X <laughs> and get away from it. Now, a lot of them have what? They got a Twitter symbol, an Instagram, Instagram oh, yeah. symbol, a email, Facebook, all that. You can you can contact them like that, but no phone number. Well, you know what? That that's a hell no for me. It's not going to happen. And a lot of these businesses, let's just say you're looking for a new desk. So you see this thing it's called Global Deskware, you know? So you click on it, man, the, it's all this fancy ass looking furniture and lighting fixtures and all this business stuff. And it looks really cool, right? All that, and you call, and if they have a phone number, I'll call them up and place an order. And a lot of times, it'll just be, hello? hello. They don't even say, no hey, welcome to Global Fancy De Deskware, because it's a dude 
who bought a bunch <laughs> of shit in boxes and it's in his garage. It's in my garage. And he's he's oh, a nice this, website. Is this eBay? All this, huh? Is this eBay? <laughs> no, this is you can pull them up all day long. I, I've done it at work trying to buy stuff, and th th it's no business. It's some dude in Cali with a freaking garage with a bunch of shit piled up in the back of it. And when you place an order, he's kind of like surprised. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, I can get that for you. What a joke. Th that's a dude. He's like at the bar, right? He's telling all the ladies all the businesses he right. owns. What a freaking joke, man. I don't know. Anyway, it's, it's consumers today. We're basically screwed. Oh, pretty much. There, there's no doubt about it. Customer service. I that... mean, I think everything went down with all the dot-coms. I mean, you just hit a button and you expect it to show up. Yeah. I mean, all you can do now. Is... But the worst, and, you know, it's the other thing is the people that are the serial returners. And you have to sit there and deal with them. And they're just pulling stuff out with no tags, no receipt, no anything. And they're expecting money back. It does happen. There was one day I would watch the lady elder lady pulling out this that and the other and at one point the customer service the uh cashier looks up and goes it has a stain on it and tosses <laughs> it you're not getting money for something that has a stain on it already there was a there was a blue hair in the dollar tree the other day trying to return something at the dollar store oh, God. come on grandma and the dude told him he goes there's no there's no refunds here. No refunds. I guess she wanted her dollar and a quarter back. She goes, it's broke. And he's like, I don't care if it's broke. Go exchange it. You're not getting your dollar and a quarter. Grandma spent $3 worth of gas to go up there and complain about something she bought for a dollar. I don't know. But anyway, all you can do now is just buy something that you want or you need and just hope it doesn't fall apart. All right, we're going to roll right into... One tough son of a bitch. It's Robert Duvall. All right. 91. 90. Keep rocking, Robert. I From thought he was older than that. 91? 91. You thought God. he was older? I'm gonna, sorry, sorry. That was, I was going to say how much I was older 80, could he I was get? thinking 86, but that was an earlier interview that they had anyway, done with him. He's from San Diego, California. I love the smell of napalm in the morning. Oh, my God. Ooh, I love this man. He, he was in, let's just roll through him, To Kill a Mockingbird. If you young punks don't know what that one is, look that movie up. Uh, he was the first major Frank Burns in MASH. Yes, he was. And if you don't know MASH, one of our favorites. One of our when favorites. we only had three channels, that was the that one was you watched. That was one of the main ones we watched. Uh, True Grit, The Godfather, some other Godfathers, I think. Part two, he, two was, he in. was in. Apocalypse Now, we mentioned that with, I love the smell of napalm in the morning. All you stoners out there, man, light it up and watch Apocalypse Now. I'm okay, telling that California movie. And, and turn it up, too. Turn the sound up. Usually I don't like movies blaring that one. You got to hear the helicopters and shit. Right. That is a great movie. Uh, Robert was also in Days of Thunder. Well, we'll let that one go. All right. <laughs> Look. He used to be a roommate at one time with Gene Hackman. Wow. He Two also studs. He also lives here in Virginia on a 270-year-old right. Georgian farm with 360 acres of four horses. I'm going to go visit. I don't up, know if he'll let me. Up there in northern Virginia. He might let me on the plantation. I don't know. But it, he was in also in a movie called Crazy Heart, which we did a 
Jeff Bridges was one tough son of a bitch one time. Right. Were they on here? Yeah. That movie was starring Jeff. And check out Crazy Heart. Um, but again, Robert Duvall is probably best performance ever was in this classic. I don't know if it won any, if he won any Academy Awards oh for this. Oh, my God. But it's called Four Christmases. Oh, it's coming back. Four okay, Christmases. Okay, now, I highly recommend this movie during the holidays. Okay? <laughs> this has got to be Robert Duvall's greatest achievement is, is Four Christmases. I'm you, sorry. You That's ha- a bit of a stretch. Apocalypse have- <laughs> Now, <laughs> The Godfather, and you're going to go for I Four say, Christmases? I say in jest. But he is he not funny in that? It, it's very funny. Got, uh, that movie has some scenes in it. I'm telling you, I'm going to keep repeating it till you go watch it. Four Christmases. Just buy it. Just go. It's worth having in the house. Just go to Amazon right now and get it. That movie freaking rocks. I know Dwight Yoakam's in it. Dwight Yoakam's Tim McGraw's in it. In it. You, how the <laughs> hell could it go wrong? Vince Vaughn. Yeah, you're not going to find Vaughn a bigger Vince fan than me. All right. We're going to wrap it up. Here's Robert's claim to fame. Four wives, no kids. He said one time, I must be shooting blanks. Nothing wrong with that, Robert. Yeah, but he's with, been with Lasisa, Lasina since 2005, so... Something's working. Good for him. Robert Duvall, you are the man. You are one tough son of a bitch. All right. All right. We got What You Watching. And what we were watching was uh, Alone, hashtag Frozen. Uh, It's about they took six former contestants from Alone, put them out there in Labrador, Canada. Told them to stick it out for 50 days. They had three women, three men. They stuck it out. They would split half a million dollars. Um, some of the men already pieced out early. Um, there was a lot of muscle fishing and grouse hunting and hare and squirrel hunting. One gal even got a fox. I don't know. These shows are very hard to watch because the people just kind of the, to watch them just disintegrate out there, right. you know, they, they don't look healthy. Um, I, I don't know if they're really doing it for the money or well, just to prove that they can do it, but it's it's really, that thing's a little bit hard to watch at the end. Yeah, because they're getting skinnier and skinnier and they're looking yeah. for different, you know, sources of food, so... Yeah. All right, so it's called Alone. Alone, they got another frozen. one on now, or? Nope, it's done. It's all done. Okay, all right. Today, the cocktail of the week, as he takes a heavy breath, is called Between the Sheets. Woo, this one's a shaker, if you know what I mean. And a very potent drink, hence the name Between the Sheets. You know, too much alcohol can make you make bad decisions. Well, it originated there, as many drinks have, at Harvey's New York Bar there in Paris. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's made, was done back in the 1920s. All right, here we go. In your shaker filled with ice, and everybody out there now should have a shaker. It's a shot of cognac, and I know that's some kind of brandy. I'm not a cognac guy. You can just drink it by itself, right? Oh, Yeah. Do you put it in a glass with... Oh, it's... Like the brandy glass, yeah. Room temperature? That or you could warm it up. Warm it up? Yes. All right, yeah, no cognac for me. All right, a shot of cognac. Nice warm cognac on a cold French (sighs) night. (laughs) 
No warm liquor for me. All right. A shot of cognac. Just one. A shot of rum. A shot of triple sec. And a fourth of a shot of lime juice. That's kind of easy. Lime juice, triple sec, rum, cognac. Even though you probably might have to go get that. All right. In your shaker, fill with ice. Shake the shit out of it. Strain it into your cocktail glass that should be chilling in the fridge. And there you go. Bam. It's between the sheets, baby. Now, if you substitute the gin instead of the rum, it's called a maiden's prayer. Oh. Wow. Two drinks for one. You're welcome. Give it a shot between the sheets. All right. Today we were bumpered in with a band called Driving and Crying. Formed in 1985 from Atlanta, Georgia. Kevin Kinney, very great songwriter. And the singer, Tim Nelson, was the bass player. I don't know if he's still with him or not. I'm not sure. I'm just going through the original lineup when I when I was a Driving and Crying fan. Um, Buren Fowler, kick-ass guitar player, and Jeff Sullivan, drummer. That's Driving and Crying to me. Uh, I think he's. I think Kevin's still tricking around with a band. Right. They'll uh, be here in Richmond on January 14th downtown at the downtown Capitol Ale House. See, I'm a I'm a driving and crying fan, but I'm not going to that because <laughs> I don't I don't like to see bands that I really like. I told you, I, Psychedelic Fur has been here a couple of times, and I'm scared to go see them because I don't want to see these old cats out there. You're you're still just, hurting from I, the, Con- the Connells experience. I mean, really. <laughs> Anyway, Driving and Crying had their heyday in the 80s, maybe early 90s. They had a little run. Um, what drew me to the band was, I don't want to call them Southern Rock, even though people would tag at that. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with being called Southern Rock. But, you know, they had a little country to them. They had a little rock to them. And they screamed country rock. And that's a, a type of music I've always liked. I saw Driving and Crying. It was probably early 90s at the Flood Zone. The Flood Zone was a place out here in Richmond. It was just like a cinder block building, basically right down there in the armpit of Richmond. And shit, the place was probably half full. Right. And they freaking killed it. Me, my brother, and a friend of mine, Matt, were right in front of the stage. I got a pick downstairs. They were freaking great. They never really got big or anything. They had videos on MTV. Um... I like so many of their songs. Today we were bumpered in with Honeysuckle Blue. Give that song a try if you like kind of country rock, alt country, whatever you want to call it. Um, Ain't It Strange. Check out Let's Go Dancing. It's just like a three-chord acoustic song. Very good song. Uh, The Innocent Rocks. Look What You've Done to Your Brother. That song is freaking awesome, and it's really relevant today. So anyway, check out Driving and Crying wherever you get your music. We want to thank everybody for listening, and we will see you all down the road. See ya.